Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I am excited because I am sitting in the KUAF studio, which is the, uh, what is this? This is the Furman Garner Performance Studio. And I will, uh, from time to time, tell you where I am physically in KUAF's building. But uh, for those of you that haven't been listening to the podcast lately, I struck up a relationship with KUAF and had a real good opportunity to have my podcast shared on their program on Ozarks at Large, which I'm really excited about. And I talk about that in a previous episode of the podcast. And then Kyle Kellums featured me in an interview, which was either the second or third time that I've actually been on Ozarks at Large. So I look forward to tagging and sharing that with you guys. And I'll I'll put that information in the show notes for today's episode. But I want to get to 
the individual that I'm sitting down with. And his name is Irving Camacho. And Irving is the, well, let me just say this. It's not often I get to sit down with people that actually do a podcast because that means we're kindred spirits. It also means, you know, they understand the toil and heartache that goes into actually creating these episodes on a regular basis, wondering if people are actually going to listen to the words that come out of their mouths. So I am excited today to to sit down with Irvin Camacho, and he is the founder of the District 3 podcast. It is an outstanding podcast. And Irving, I believe you're based out of Springdale, right? Correct. Yeah. So, man, it it is so great to have you on this podcast. And you've been somebody that I've been kind of kind of chasing down. I've I've reached out to you several times and, and you're like me, you're super busy, but we finally got together. And that's partly because Irving is also on the KUAF platform with his District 3 podcast. If you go to KUAF, the website, and you scroll down on the right-hand side, you'll see a list of local podcast shows that are represented on the KUAF platform. And Irving's show the District 3 podcast is one of them. So we're also like um, relatives now, so (laughs) which is kind of cool. But without further ado, I want to welcome Irving Camacho to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Randy. First of all, I appreciate you pronouncing my name correctly (laughs) uh, because people are always uh, getting it wrong. So I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I grew up with, uh, I was a huge fan of Hector Macho Camacho. So I know that name very well, and uh, I think I saw every fight that Hector fought. So You know how many um, times I've been asked if he's my uncle or he's my cousin? <laughs> so, many times. Many times, <laughs> many I'm times. sure. I'm I think sure. he's Puerto Rican, though. I'm, I'm Mexican. No, I know. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a difference, but that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And, and it, yeah. it's, um, yeah, I get that. You know, coming from the Northeast, you know, you can't confuse the different folks that, that come from different parts of Latin America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously I grew up around a lot of Dominicans, a lot of Puerto Ricans and Dominicans don't want to be confused with Puerto Ricans. Puerto Mm -hmm. Ricans don't want to be confused with Dominicans. And then, of course, Mexicans. And then you add El Salvador in there and it gets interesting. But no, I totally get that. But but man, thank you so much for for joining me today on this podcast. I really appreciate it. So I would love for you just to kind of share your origin story and how you got into podcasting. Man, I've been part of community organizing here in Northwest Arkansas since 2009. So I've been focused on immigration reform, on immigrant rights, and just overall trying to be a good ally to different movements in the area. And I noticed back in early 2019 that there was, you know, people talking in Spanish or people talking in English about important issues, but not in a way where you can go in depth on like, stigmatized issues in our communities, mental health, talk about community activism, talk about LGBTQ rights, all these different things that were a lot of the time stigmatized in our communities. And I wanted to create a platform where we could talk bilingually yeah, and talk in Spanish, throw in some English there and here and there or vice versa, and just allow people that are doing good work in our community to have a platform to talk about what they're passionate about. Yeah, And I think that was the most important thing to me because Doing community work, you see so many good people that never get recognition, never get the awards, never get the spotlight on them for the amazing things that they're doing in the community. So I wanted to do that. You know, I said, I've been able to work with a lot of people in community organizing throughout the years. I've built all these relationships. Why don't I capitalize on these relationships and create this platform that allows people to showcase what they're passionate about and what their movement is? Yeah. So that's, that's why I started doing this podcast back in. 
mid-2019. I love that, man. And, and you know, obviously you started it right before the pandemic. And so I think we all had a chance to kind of be be with ourselves <laughs> toward mm-hmm. the pandemic and yes. kind of work on this. But I mean, could you have even imagined back in 2009 that there would be a platform like podcasting no. that would allow you to spread your voice both near and far? No, honestly, you know, I I went to college pretty much for communication. So I'm I've always wanted to do like TV broadcasting. That was my my thing. But then I discovered podcasting and I discovered, you know, being my own boss in this passion, in this passion, you know, it's not an eight to five job, but being my own boss in the side passion, side hustle I have. Yeah. And doing things creatively that fulfill me, that make me happy. And then I'm able to, you know, create content that that touch people's lives in a in a very strong way. So for me, it was just happened so naturally when I was when I figured out what podcasting was and that I could do it, you know, with just going on the internet, finding a website, a free website right. to host my podcast and then distribute it to all these different streaming platforms without me having to pay any money. For me, I was like, I, I have to capitalize on this. I have to do this because I love communications and this is a way for me to do it as a passion project. For sure. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, it's a passion project, but it's taken on a life of its own as of the date that we're recording this, you're upwards of over 170 plus episodes mm-hmm. as of now, right? Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing that I think that a lot of people don't understand about podcasting that it resonates with me. Podcasting honestly gives a voice to the voiceless, right? I mean, there are a lot of people that you've had on your podcast that wouldn't normally have that type of access to individuals to mm-hmm. share what they're going through, to share their challenges, to share their why. I think recently you had a couple on that had gone on honeymoon and um, the husband was originally from Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he got Chihuahua. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chihuahua. Yeah. So I know, I know about the state of Chihuahua. So he was from Mexico and uh, got detained Mm -hmm. on the way back from the um, Mm -hmm. honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, that created a real problem. And you guys kind of stepped up and put some pressure on the situation, got into people's ears with mm-hmm. the story, right? And and I, it was also in the news too. But I don't I don't know if, if whether it was in the news because you made it you you made a you know you made light of it, mm-hmm. or if it was in the news because you know folks were doing their job and mm-hmm. you know reporting what would be important to people here in Northwest Arkansas. But that's just an example of how you've leveraged your platform to help somebody Mm -hmm. and to, you know, just to provide answers and solutions for people that may be struggling looking for them. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you have something going on in your life, whether it being, you know, a tragedy or, or some good work that you're doing, sometimes you don't know how to reach out to radio people. Sometimes you don't know how to reach out to the news. It's like with our podcast, people can just message us on Instagram and be like, Hey, I have this important thing to talk about, or I think you should interview me about this. I think it'd be good for the community. And uh, that's really, how I reached you. Right. <laughs> and there really is no middleman right, or middle right. woman. You know, it's just kind of it's just kind of like you reach out. And uh, and if it's something that, you know, we as podcast hosts think is, is important and good for the community, then we make it happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I I talk to PR agents. I talk to PR. I get PR people reach me, call me all the time. PR people send me emails all the time pitching somebody that they want to have on their podcast. I also get pitched directly by people that are like, hey, I have a story to tell or 
I love your podcast. I love what you do. And I'd like to share my story because I think it will resonate with your audience. And so I think it's important for us to have that kind of dialogue and be open to individuals when they present themselves to see if they are, you know, worthy of putting behind the mic. Right. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm saying that in jest, right? Because I think everybody has a story to tell. Everybody is worthy of being behind the mic, whether they choose to or not mm-hmm. is a whole different ballgame. And also, I mean, it's also important to point out you're the one that puts in the hard work to create this podcast, <laughs> to record it and stuff. And you want to have people on your podcast that you're interested in or, yeah. that, or that you feel are bring some sort of important information to the community. Because, yeah, like you said, you know, everyone has the ability or can record something. And, and yes, if you had the time and the ability to interview everyone that wants you to interview them, that'd be great, right? But since you don't, because you have a family, you have your own job and stuff, you really have to focus on the people that are going to excite you as a podcast host to interview them and to bring valuable information to the community. Yeah, absolutely. So 2019, you start this podcast and of course the pandemic hits. Mm -hmm. How did the pandemic maybe change how you did the podcast or how you communicated with your audience? Definitely a lot of a lot of mask wearing. Yeah, of course. And um, <laughs> I mean, there's people still wearing masks right, <laughs> right now. So yeah. But I think I mean we we still continued recording, but we definitely when we recorded, we definitely kept our distance from each other. Sure. Some people because we had we transitioned to a smaller studio at the Springdale Civic Center for a while. Okay. And there, everybody that would would come in wearing masks, and they would ask me if. if they wanted me to take them off. And I, and I would say, no, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm not going to, sometimes we would, rec- the majority of times we would record with our masks on, which for audio quality wasn't the best thing. Sure. But I would give people a heads up before we started recording the podcast. And I would say, I mean, right when I started recording the podcast, I would say, hey, if it sounds a little muffled, it's because we're right. trying to be responsible adults here with our yeah. masks on. So excuse us, but we would still record. And uh, like I said, the majority of the people during the peak of the pandemic would come in wearing masks and power to them because that studio was really, really hot. It was probably <laughs> 90 degrees, 100 degrees. We didn't have AC and people would still come in with their mask and, and record. So I, I'm i super appreciative of the people that struggled with us throughout that time. And now we're in this studio in K, KUAF with know. AC, big space. AC, right? big space. <laughs> we got room to spread ourselves out yes. and high quality equipment. Yes. Right. Where you literally I mean, there's no excuse now. Right. I, I don't know how you feel about this because you've been here a little longer than I have. But I mean, we walk in the door and we're like ready to record. Like yeah. there's no like, mm-hmm. you know, and I always tell people because people will come sometimes and meet me when I when I do record over at the uh, Center for Innovation. Shout out to those guys. I will still use that space. Um, it's, I'm not going to change anything, but I'm going to probably use the KUF space a little bit more just because it's ready to go. Yeah. And, you know, I have as a podcaster, you have to be ready to kind of record whenever, you Mm -hmm. know, people are available. So I always carry a digital recorder with me. I always have a couple of really good mics. I always have some headphones because you just never know when the opportunity is going to present itself. So you want to be ready to catch that person. And I think so. I'm tell you a little bit about like the the journey of of the studios that we were in. First, we started off at at this office on the corner of College, and I forgot the other street, but it's right in front of the um, what's that market called? That's on the corner of like it's like College, close to Dixon. 
It's like a big market. Ozark Natural Foods? Yes, right yes. across the street from it. There's a little, little office. house setting. that's next to the gas station. Yes, yes. we recorded I, there for okay. about a year. I didn't know. Okay. Which used to be Josh Mahoney's, Josh Mahoney for Congress campaign office. Right. So right. he let us record there, Okay, which I'm super appreciative. Then we transitioned to the radio station over there at the Civic Center, which I'm so grateful for Eddie Vega that allowed us to have that space. We were on the, we were live on the radio too. So we were live on 99.9 Hot Latin for a while. And yeah, and then we were given the opportunity to come here uh, to KUAF a few months ago and uh, just having the space, you know, the sound quality. We started recording on my phone. Yeah. Like yeah. we were recording the podcast on my phone, no mics. And uh, I had to go into editing software and, and, and raise the volume up to make it sound decent. But now you can tell the difference in quality when you listen to the episodes in the past few months that I've been recording here. Such a world difference of, of quality. It's like audio. night and day. It's, yes. it's definitely like night and day. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, I mean, there are programs like Anchor. I mean, you know, I'm holding up my phone. You can't see it because we're not recording video, but I'm holding up my phone in my hand and I'm, I'm basically saying, listen, this is all you need to get started with a podcast, mm-hmm. then grow into it. Make sure it's what you want to do. I love doing this. I'm up to almost 1500 episodes now, not of just this podcast, but of other podcasts that I've been doing. And I've been podcasting since 09. And to be honest with you, I had trepidation when I first started. I was scared and I kind of languished in the background, if you will, until I found my voice. And mm-hmm. the only way you found your voice well, the only way I found my voice and the only way that anyone doing a podcast or anything for that matter will find their voice is if you keep training, you keep doing it over mm-hmm. and over. You just have to press record. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Ro, uh, Rochelle from yes. Ro on, Ro on the radios. Have you been on, on her Instagram. show? I have. I was yeah. there about two months ago. Yeah, I was on her show. We talked about colorism. Okay. Which was a really cool episode. And actually, I had somebody come up to me at the... Um, at the Black Expo saying, well, you were on a show with Roe talking uh, about colorism, right? And yeah. I was like, yeah, that was me. And she was like, I loved that episode. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. That honestly, uh, Irving, that is what makes it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Just those interactions with people where you don't think people are listening, but they really are. Definitely. And you don't realize, like, if you didn't come out with your episode when you're supposed to come out with it, like, you know, all hell would break loose, right? People would be yeah. like, hey, what's going on? What's What's going on with the episode? And you're like, what? What are you talking about? So Yeah, right now, uh, this week, we're posting an episode tomorrow about a murder that happened of a Springdale resident. And uh, we posted like the teaser for it yesterday and it's blown up, you know, and people and one of my friends texted me and he said, hey, uh, we heard about the podcast episode that you're about to post because my sister-in-laws were talking about it in the dinner table. Wow. And for me, for me, I mean, I've heard people tell me that they listen to it. They come up to me and stuff. But whenever I heard that, like they're talking about it in the dinner table, yeah. I was like, wow, <laughs> like that's, I don't know, that, that, that hit different. You yeah, know, it I does. That, it know? does hit different. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you become, you know, part of the story and, and you don't realize how, how important these stories are to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important now. And I saw that post about that where you teased that upcoming episode, was he killed in Springdale or was he killed somewhere else? He was killed in Mexico. That's what I thought. That's kind of what I, I thought. Yeah. And you interviewed his daughter, right? Yes. Yeah. So she's been, they've been going through the legal system for nine years now and uh, they didn't want to become public about it because of legal stuff. Yeah. But it's gotten to the point where they're, they just want to break their silence and they want to tell the community what they've been going through. Sure. And also just to kind of 
put it out there that if and there's anybody else in the community that's going through similar things, they're here to support. They're yeah. here. And they also want to get guidance too. If there is anybody that's gone through similar things, what they're going through, they want they want the advice of those people as well. So once again, this is just kind of like a blessing that we have as podcast people that we're able to not only provide the platform, but build these connections with folks in the community yep. that ultimately will be beneficial to them and will be beneficial to the community as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, yeah, that, I think that's, that is what is really valuable about podcasts. And again, it's like they're portable. I can listen to it while I'm walking the dog, mm-hmm. washing the car washing the dishes, taking a walk, whatever, I can listen to a podcast, you know? And so the beauty of the portability of it is, is also nice. Mm -hmm. So you can take advantage of it. So what do you think? Cause I I know recently the Northwest Arkansas council came out with a report on the demographics of this area as we continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And the Latin American population has just grown up like gangbusters, mm-hmm. that the percentages and numbers are just huge in terms of growth, population growth in this area. What has that, because you've been here for how long now? Since 2002. Okay. So you've been yeah. here for a minute. You're an OG, as we like to I'm say. I'm an Arkansan. So, yeah. As much as before I was like, no, I'm from California. Now I'm no, an Arkansan. You're Arkansan. Yeah. So, so were, you, were you born in California? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where? I was born in uh, Salinas, California. I know where Salinas Monterey is. County. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very rich soil out there. So mm-hmm. I love Carmel. Uh, I was just the there sea. two years ago. Yeah. Carmel by the sea, uh, the Gilroy Garlic Festival. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I know it well. But anyway, so yeah, so you re- you really are an Arkansan. Like I was telling my son, who's 12, he's lived in Arkansas more than he's lived in Massachusetts. So I'm yeah. like, you're, even though you were born in Boston, you're an official Arkansan now. But I don't know if you saw that report that was put mm. out by the council, but what did that say to you about this area in terms of the growth that we're seeing? I think uh, specifically there's there's a lot of, of jobs here and that's one of the, the driving factors. That's why people want to come here. Mm-hmm. I know that was the biggest factor for us. There yeah. was more jobs. There was more opportunities college-wise as well. And contrary to what some people might, might think, this is a very safe place. You yeah. know, it's, it's a very safe place. Absolutely. Sure, sure we have our little, uh, our little uh, issues here and there, right? But overall, like, if you compare it to where I'm from, where I'm from, like we show up on, on an episode of Cops, like every episode of Cops has a segment dedicated to my birthplace, yeah. to Salinas, California. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we come from a place where in our neighborhood, there was a lot of crime, gang activity and stuff. Here, I haven't had any issues myself. Right. Ever. Right. You know, and, 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 and we're very blessed to be here. But I think- what ends up happening is that one relative will move here from someplace in Mexico, and then they'll tell the rest of the relatives who live in either Mexico or California or other states, come over here. There's jobs. Right. Like I, I've interviewed probably, I would say probably 40, 50 people on this podcast where their story has been that. It's yeah. been like, I asked them, how did you get here? And they said, a relative told us that there was jobs, opportunities, and it was a safe place to move to. And that's why we moved here. We just want to succeed. We want to. We want to be able to, as cliche as this may sound, pursue the American dream and Absolutely. live it. You know, and be happy with our families. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. the driving factor as to why you see these uh, populations of of Latinx folks increase here in Northwest Arkansas and Arkansas in general. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. And, and I want to ask you this because you know I get asked this all the time, and I know there's been blowback, and there's a, there's a little bit of. PC about the whole term Latinx. Yeah. Where do you fall on that 
conversation. Is it acceptable? Is there a better term to use as mm-hmm. far as that's concerned? Because there are a lot of people that struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, that's not really my focus is, is, hey, you're, if you're my brother, you're my brother. You're, you may happen to be of Latin descent, but you know, you're my brother, you're my sister as far as that's concerned. But I'm curious to know because I know a lot of people struggle in this area. And it's like, well, what, what words should I use? What have you said? And what, what is acceptable in the community mm-hmm. uh, that you're finding? So this is part of the conversation I had with Ro okay. uh, on her podcast. Okay. We talked about this. So it's complicated, right? <laughs> I, I want to start with by saying that it's complicated. And I also want to start by saying that I am not the sole representative of the Latinx community. Oh, oh I got you. And I'm just like, I'm not the sole at representative of all black people. <laughs> before That's for I get, sure. Before, I get so. the, before we get the trolls up in here. So I use the word Latinx simply because folks from the trans LGBTQ community told me that's the term at that time that made them feel welcome, inclusive, and in the Latino community. So that's why I use it. And also, I use it because, let's say, for example, there's a a room full of Latina women, Mm -hmm. right? It's a room full of Latinas. Mm -hmm. One man comes in, it stops being a a room full of Latinas, it becomes Latinos. Right. Right? So Latinx for me just made sense simply because of the inclusive part, but at the same time, just to kind of find some sort of term that represents us all and that it includes everybody that may use some other type of terms in the future. Sure. But but after saying that, Latinx is not used in our family gathering. Like my family has never used the term Latinx. They'll use Latinos, Latinas, Hispanics. Those of us, the majority of us that use the Latinx term are not forcing anybody to use it. We're just saying, this is why we use it. This is why it's important to us. Some people use Latinx. Some people use Latin A because it has the E at the end and it's easier to pronounce in Spanish for folks. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to get mad at whatever you use. Just sure. don't, as long as you don't use anything derogatory, we don't care what you call us. This is just what we're going to call ourselves. And we don't understand why it's been made a big deal because we're not trying to force anything on anyone. Yeah. But ultimately, the ones that use Latin A or Latinx, we're just trying to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. That's it. Doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. It doesn't affect anybody, but it does make someone feel welcomed into our community by us using that term. Okay. That's why. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. So all right. Well, I will I will certainly keep that in mind as I move forward. But every now and then it, it does come up. And so I, I just figured it would be worth asking. So it's not a big deal. Only it's not. I, I think only three percent of the Latinx population use the term. And I know a lot of people have said that the other percent hate it. But they don't hate it. They just don't know about it, don't care about it, don't have a conversation about it. But it's up to us. Maybe the next generation will use it more, right? But we're not, we're not here trying to force our parents or folks that are older to use it. We just, you know, we use whatever they want to use. So sure. we don't even use those kind of terms. We don't even use, like in conversations, we really don't talk about Hispanics, Latinos, or anything in our families. We just talk about us yeah. you know, without labels. But they're trying to make it a big deal, but it really isn't Yeah, for us. I got you. Yeah. I got you. No, that makes perfect sense. So now is it, I know you do, you offer a bilingual podcast. How mm-hmm. are you able to do both episodes or some episodes in English, some episodes are in Spanish? So we've done episodes in Spanish and the majority of our episodes are in English, but whenever there's someone that comes in that speaks Spanish and English, we'll just change we talking Spanish and then we'll just shift to English. But we try to have the majority of the language be English so that folks that don't understand Spanish can still enjoy it. And relate. 
Yes. Yeah. But the yeah. goal is if someone comes in that's bilingual, we're going to throw in some Spanish in there because sure. we want to keep that bilingual flow going. And sometimes it just comes out naturally without thinking. Yeah. Like I'll be talking English and then I get mad or something and the <laughs> Spanish comes out. Right. You know? Right. So we we try to do it in that way. We can't go full Spanish just because a lot of the folks that listen to us won't understand. Yeah. And we want to stay true to our roots and include Spanish. So we, like I said, we try to put it in there whenever we have some bilingual guests. We don't want to make anybody feel left out, though. Yeah. No, I, I, that makes perfect sense. So what are, are you kind of looking for forward to in the future with the podcast? What are you hoping to I mean, like I said, you're you're now in here at KUAF and you're kind of on a nice cadence with getting the episodes out. Oh, by the way, which day can people expect the episode for District 3 to come out? Honestly, some days, some weeks we have two episodes, three episodes okay. or one episode. So there's not like a specific date. OK. I would just say if you all want to subscribe to the podcast, either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you'll get a notification telling you when it comes out. Sure. Um, that's what I recommend people to do, but we don't have a set day at this moment. We just try to put at least at least one a week. Sometimes we do two or three. Two or three, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, you're a brave man, that's for sure. It's I, I mean, it's, every, <laughs> it's difficult. Listen, trust me, I know. Everything I try to do to get one episode out a week, although we typically will batch produce our stuff. So I always have about a month or two, well, almost two months worth of content. Okay. Right. But sometimes things come up like, you know, we're meeting now and not that this episode's going to drop right away because I already have stuff in my editorial calendar. But, you know, there's always situations that come up like I recently had Danny Collins from 37 North Expeditions come to me and tell me about an event that he is is directing for a, an outdoor adventure thing. So kind of like think of like adventure race here in Northwest Arkansas. It's going to be a big deal because there are teams from all over the world coming to participate in this race. And so I decided, I said, you know what, we'll get you on early enough before this event happens just to create some more awareness for it. And so, you know, that things like that come up, but that's not that often, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not the news. So that's what KUAF is for. They, <laughs> de they deliver the news. That's what Kyle and the rest of the team here does in terms of the news that they share on Ozarks at large, as well as the larger news reports that come out through the public radio station here. So do I don't you do all the, um, all the social media stuff for I'm Northwest Arkansas. Do you handle all of that? I have an assistant and I love her to death. Her man, name I wish I could get there one day. Yeah, man, I, I'm I, doing everything I, myself. Listen, dude, I, there is no way <laughs> I would fall out because like I tell you, I've got three boys at home and, and they run me ragged, but I have an assistant, Caroline and Caroline is just, she is, is the bee's knees, as they say. Mm. And when you find a good assistant, you've got to stick with them. And so I really appreciate her. And I haven't really given her a shout out on the podcast before, but Caroline, if you're listening, I really appreciate you. And I'll be sure to, to let you know that I did mention your name on this episode today. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you have yeah. to get help, you know, especially if you're going to, I mean, yeah. at this point, like I said, this is a business and, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of cool that I get to do something that I absolutely love doing. Mm -hmm. Like I, it appears like you love doing what you're doing yes. both in, from the community organizing perspective, but also just giving, sharing, creating a platform and then sharing it with a number of people. Yeah. I think, I think we're very blessed to be able to, you know, have the opportunity to do this. And, you know, like I, going back to what I said, being able to do it in this studio, you know, that's very comfortable. It's got really good equipment and uh, have the support of folks at KUAF and, and people in our community that have listened to our podcast, 
it just feels good to have that support. And I feel like we can both relate on that, that we, we see oh, yeah. that support in social media. Without just, a doubt. Or just when someone comes up to us and, and tells us about an episode that they listen to. Well, and you and I hadn't really talked a whole lot before this, and we're really just kind of getting acquainted, even though we've kind of met or had, we have um, common friends. But yeah, you know, now that we know each other, I'm certainly mm-hmm. going to be, you know, cheering you on and Same. encouraging you and, and um, you know, sharing whatever I can share with you. Because again, that the idea is that no, you know, no man or woman is an island unto themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we all need other people to mm-hmm. do what we need to get done. And so, yeah. and that's the thing that I like about Northwest Arkansas. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking about moving to this area, I always switch gears and talk about this on every episode in some way. This is a great place to come because people will take you for who you are, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, technically, you've been here for 20 plus years, right? You could be looking at me like, man, what's up with this guy? He just came here a couple of years ago and he's trying to talk about he's he's Northwest (laughs) Arkansas. But, you know, you welcome me me with open arms. Mm -hmm. The people that I've met here at KUF have welcomed me with open arms. Everybody that I've connected with in Northwest Arkansas has welcomed me with open arms. And there's no litmus test that I have to go through to be accepted here. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think makes Northwest Arkansas so special. Yeah. And I know that, you know, I don't, again, I don't have a Pollyanna view about Northwest Arkansas. It's not perfect. No place is. But I believe that people try very hard here to connect with folks. Yeah. And when they see that that's what you're about, then they are willing, they're really willing to bend over backwards and, and basically give you the shirt off their back. Yeah, it's perfectly imperfect. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we have to emphasize, we're two people of color doing podcasting in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. And there's, I feel like there's power in that, you know, and and there's not only because of what we're doing, but we're kind of showing other people of color as well. Like, hey, look, we're here. We're in these spaces. We're in a KUAF studio, you know, both of us here right now. And you can do it too. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't take money to do what we're doing. If you, if you really want to do it, you know, the website's free. Yep. You can record off your phone if you really needed to. Yeah. So it's possible to do this kind of work that we're doing. Yeah. No, without a doubt, man, it doesn't take much. And I would certainly encourage anyone if you're if what we have shared on today's episode encourages you to, you know, maybe you've been thinking about doing a podcast. I want to encourage you to do it. And and I'm putting this out there. I mean, I certainly don't have the bandwidth to do this, but I am going to say if anybody listening to this podcast has a desire to start a podcast, let me know. I actually have some tools that I can share with you. I've done some classes with the Fayetteville Public Library in terms of podcasting A to Z, some things to get you thinking about what your podcast should be and how you should start it up. But Irving is is exactly right. It doesn't take much to get started. And who knows, you may have a platform that everybody needs to hear. Yeah, And that's the important thing. And, and, I, and I'll end with this because I noticed that you had like you've had Marshallese people on and that's a huge segment of the community. There probably needs to be a Marshallese podcast. Definitely. You know definitely. what I'm saying? I know they have a radio station. Yeah. But again, you know, it's the time shifting of things. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's nice about podcasting is that I can record this when I put it out. You don't necessarily have to be there at a certain time to listen to it. But when it pops up on your phone, then you can consume it. And the challenge with radio is that, man, I may not be available at noon or seven when that show's going to air. And if it's not, if it, if they don't re-air it as a podcast or something like this, the way that KUAF does Ozarks at large, as well as some of their other programming, then I miss out. 
Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, you know, terrestrial radio is, is great and I will love it till the day I die. But but there is something about podcasting that gives you that abilities in the same way that you time shift and when you watch TV. Yeah. And just I think the freedom to express yourself how you want to express yourself. Right. You know, my podcast is a little bit more like we go political. Sure. You know, we because of my community work, I have a responsibility to like not interview someone that's oppressive in any way. Or, oh, absolutely. You know, so like, I, I mean, I wouldn't do that either. Though. I know you so, would. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. Cause I got to look myself in the mirror every yeah. day, <laughs> yeah. but that's also your platform too. Yeah. And right. So you have to, to thine own, as Shakespeare said, to thine own self be true. Mm-hmm. That's your platform. Yeah. And I, I have people in the community because of the community work that I do that will hold me accountable and call me out <laughs> or call me in right. and tell me, right. Why did you have this person on? Yeah. This person has done this. So I know that no one's perfect and that people are going to make mistakes, right? But I have to be very mindful of the people that I have on the podcast. I can see someone in the community and be like, oh, they're cool. They're doing this. But I also have to be like, man, what have they done publicly or that have that has done Listen, any kind of damage to people? I, you know? I, had, I had a very similar situation. Well, I've had similar situations where people have reached out to me and said, hey, I heard you're about to, you're thinking about having so-and-so on. Or I've reached out to somebody to say, hey, do you know this person? I'm thinking about possibly inviting them on. Yeah. And then I've gotten what I would term to be a bad report. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like and it's hard. Right. Because I don't you don't always know, you know, whether that person has an issue with them yeah. or whether it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. and so the challenge for me is I try to treat people at face value. Mm-hmm. You know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me. Well, f- I, I forget what the way it goes. Is it fool me once, shame, shame on, on you. you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I don't know. Something. <laughs> I just don't like to be fooled. Yeah. But I also like to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Because mm-hmm. I would want somebody to give me the benefit of the doubt. If I've rubbed yeah. anybody wrong with this podcast and you didn't like something that I said, certainly reach out to me. We always we always can talk at hello at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. But I tell people all the time, you know, I'm I'm very like you said, very imperfect. So I'm a work in progress. Yeah. And people deserve second chances. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and there are a lot of folks. Now there are some, it's harder to give them a second chance because they can never get their foot out of their mouth. They've and had so, like seven chances. Yes, it's like, exactly. Man, I'm sorry, so, but we just can't, you know. Yeah, you can't do that. So and I'm ha- I have no problem if somebody came to me and said, Hey, I've reached out to you several times. How come I can't come on the show? Of me telling them, hey, this is why these mm-hmm. are the, the things that I struggle with. And I have to reconcile that mm. with both for myself and for my audience. Yeah. And then just, you know, at that point. And so there has to be that understanding. Mm-hmm. So, well, listen, man, I, I, I want to end with this. And, and now, are you familiar with Banco C? Mm-mm. Oh, so, you know, it's the first multilingual bank or Spanish bank. actually. Oh. And Banco C. Yeah. Banco C. Yes. yeah. So up and up. And I didn't know you were talking Spanish there. Yes. Yes. I was thinking of something yeah. else, but no, 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 no. I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm familiar okay. with that. Yeah. So I've had a chance because Signature Bank is a sponsor of this podcast. I've had a chance to get to know the folks at Banco C. Mm-hmm. And I must say that I've really been impressed with the efforts that they've made to try to connect with a community that, not unlike the African American community, has struggled in being banked, right? Mm-hmm. And, and having represent or having a place to go put their money and not under their mattress. And uh, I think it's important for people to become aware of that and know that they do have some options that are there. Mm -hmm. So, but I certainly, anybody listening to this would encourage you to head up to Rogers. If you're up there right in the downtown area, Banco C is right there, right off of the park, the rail yard area there. And um, they're doing some really, really great work. And 
I could have sworn I saw that they're opening up a new branch. I think they are. Okay. I think they, they may be I in think, Springdale, which, which makes sense, yeah. which makes sense. But yeah, they are. And I mean, what Gary had, I mean, his heart is definitely in the right place in terms of what he's trying to do. And I think they're executing it very well. And, and, and Francisco and the rest of the team there are doing a great job. I mean, everybody speaks Spanish in there. I haven't had so. a chance to meet them. I missed their opening. I yeah, to go. I got I got to host that opening, oh, which did? was really nice. Yeah, I, I saw mean, pictures of it. Yeah, it was a young uh, a woman that's a, a real estate agent. She she also does some stand up stuff for Univision. She was my co host, so she did everything in Spanish. I did everything in English. Okay, yeah. I wonder who it so. was. It was either Andrea or Suzuki, one of those two. It might be Andrea. Okay, yeah. So anyway. I apologize if you're listening and I forgot your name. Don't don't <laughs> don't yell at me. I'm terrible with names and I'm great with faces, terrible with names. So. And if you have any complaints, you can just email at hello at I am North. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Irving. I appreciate that, yes. man. So, well, listen, man, this has been a great conversation. Um, this is certainly the first time that we've had a chance to really sit down and chop it up. It won't be the last. I'm actually going to join you on a future uh, upcoming podcast episode for you with the District yes. 3 podcast. So we'll We'll kind of have a crossover and uh, I'll share your podcast on my platform and you can share my podcast on your platform and we'll do something like that. I've had some friends that have done that with a certain amount of um, success. And so I would love to do that just to kind of make sure that my audience is aware of what you're doing and vice versa. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate the opportunity to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Listen, I want to ask you to do me two favors. One, I want you to go to your phone and look up either Spotify, if that's your preferred music player, or Apple Podcasts or Apple Music, if that's your, oh, actually, it would be Apple Podcasts, if that's your preferred uh, way to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. We are on every major platform. We would love to have you as a subscriber. That way you would know exactly when our episode gets released every Monday. We come out rain or shine every Monday with a brand new episode. I also want to ask you to do me one other favor. On our website, there's a pop-up that comes up. We'd We'd love for you to join our email list. Please consider doing that to get our weekly newsletter. I have been writing this newsletter. Now, just for transparency's sake, it hasn't been every week. For a while, but I'm on I'm on a roll now, and I've been getting a lot of encouragement. And I have a new email service provider, which I really like, which is ConvertKit. I'll talk more about that later. But I really want to encourage you guys to join our newsletter. We are trying to get over a thousand folks on our newsletter in the next couple of months. So I would hope that you would be part of that number because we have thousands of people that follow us on most of the social media platforms. But, you know, the challenge with that is that Mark Zuckerberg could have a bad night's sleep and change the algorithm. And then all of a sudden, I can't reach you guys on Facebook groups anymore. So keep that in mind. But I have control over my email list. And that's important to me and to us here at I Am Northwest Arkansas. So please join our email newsletter and get updated on all the things that are happening here in Northwest Arkansas at the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship and life. I am your host, Randy Wilburn. As always, I appreciate you joining me and I will see you next week with another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. 
For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.